This is Ready or Not Prepares, the Disaster Preparedness Podcast, and I am your host, Michelle. Thank you for joining us this evening. This is season two, and this is season two, and our episode is Off-Grid Communications in Disasters. Now, off-grid communications and disasters is specifically about the use of ham radios in disaster situations. Joining us um, is our guest, Paul Muhammad, a ham radio expert, um, who will be giving a class to kind of prepare people for their licensing. You have to have a license for ham radios. And so um, we did this. A few days ago, we did a web conference, a Zoom web conference, and we had, you know, quite a few people join us. And um, so I've exported this to the podcast. So take a listen to Ready or Not Prepares. And our guest, I am interviewing Paul Muhammad um, of Little Rock, Arkansas. Enjoy. Thank you very much for joining us here at Ready or Not Prepares um, for our Zoom, our live Zoom and um, podcast um, broadcast. And okay. you, sir, if you could introduce yourself, I am Michelle, the host of Ready or Not Prepares. And if you would kindly introduce yourself to our guests and our Ready or Not Prepares family. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you, sister. Uh, Appreciate you all for having me on, uh, Sister Karan, and you too, uh, Sister uh, Michelle. Uh, my name is Paul Muhammad. I am uh, a ham radio operator. Uh, I do a bunch of different things. Um, I, uh, I'm an engineer by degree and by trade. Um, I've been on the battlefield for a very long time. And, you know, it dawned on me in Ferguson uh, that the importance of emergency communications and having a plan for your family. So I'm one of those people who was uh, tapped into my creativity, tapped into my problem solving mindset, and I'm here to give it back to the people. Great, great, great. And you are a ham radio. I've, I've uh, advertised you and spoken of <laughs> you as a ham radio expert. Um, <laughs> well, can you give us some background <laughs> on that? Thank you. I'm sorry. Uh, I won't. I won't say expert, but I, I guess for those who don't know it at all, I would be an expert. Correct. <laughs> but Correct. I, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, learning to be an expert. I would say that. How long have you been? Um, I guess what an amateur radio operators. Is that the or, way to say it? Yeah, amateur or ham radio. You mm -hmm. know, it's affectionately called ham ham radio because those uh, who are interfering with the radio waves, they consider them going ham. This person is going ham. So they adopted that uh, as a name to refer to amateur radio. Uh, I've been uh, into, I've had my FCC license for approximately about seven years approximately somewhere around there. Yeah. Uh, however, I've been an engineer for a lot longer than that. So I've understood uh, radio communications and electronics 
for a lot longer than that. So uh, since then, I've been pushing for uh, those of us to get involved. Uh, when Ferguson happened, that's what kind of brought my mindset back to ham radio, along with a sister who was an emergency, uh, an international emergency manager. So I asked myself, what are we going to do if the grid goes down and we can't communicate and all modes of form of communication fail? What will we do? And then ham radio came to the rescue, came to my mind. Uh, so I said, wow. So I started looking into it and pushing an initiative for 10,000 ham operators across the country. And now more and more people are starting to uh, get on board. Oh, that was your goal. Your, your goal was to have 10,000 in your network. And just 10,000 of, of, of those who were not ham radio operators to get on board and understand the significance of this tool called okay. ham radio. So I think once I started um, with the ham radios, as um, many of you may know, and if you don't know, we have, I have been in talks and my partner, um, Karan as well with um, distributors of, of ham radios and people now knowing that the first question they had, and this is the first question I'll ask you generally about ham radios, is what is the difference between CB radios, walkie talkies, and the ham radio? Well, they all are forms of walkie talkies. Mm. All right. Is the, the distinction between them is that Different radios allow you uh, access to different frequencies. Right. Ham radio happens to be the one that is more diverse and has a wider range of frequencies that you allow to function on. So that's the biggest distinction. And, and, and with the frequencies themselves, there's distinctions. So okay. some, fre some frequencies only allow you to operate from one radio to the next. And right. then some, some radio walkie talkie, more so walkie talkie, ham radio, and CB. Those all allow you to operate from one radio to the next. It's like a CB operator, which is called Citizens Band. It stands for Citizens Band. Mm -hmm. uh, those they have their own frequency and they're operating radio from one Citizens Band to the next Citizens. Uh, I mean, from one radio to the next uh, radio. However, uh, and they have different ranges uh, within those parameters. Ham radio not only allows you radio to radio, but when you get into the higher frequencies of ham radio, it allows you worldwide communication uh, by bouncing signals off the ionosphere, off the atmosphere. So just based on the nature of frequency of different bands of frequency, the, there's different capabilities that come along with that. So what would you say range superb? Like what would you recommend and suggest of those ham radio, ham radio, ham radio hands down because of the flexibility and the wide range of frequencies that it allows so a cb you cannot bounce a signal off the ionosphere with a cb you're limited even though a cb is not bad because that may be what you have and that may be what your network has like truck drivers so everything has purpose so it's mm -hmm. all about purpose. It's all purpose driven. So if your purpose is for your uh, truck drivers on the road to be able to communicate back and forth and have chatter, then CB might be an option, right? Because they have they have a lot a good pretty good range as well. However, with the ham radio, 
you can talk to someone in the UK, you can talk to someone in China, you can talk to someone in Russia, if you have the right radio. So you got what's called VHF, UHF, you got very high frequency, ultra high frequency and HF, which is high frequency. So when you get into your HF bands and each of those three, like if you remember on the back of your old television, it was UHF, VHF, remember that? So those Correct. are, yeah. those are a signal, uh, there's a bands of frequency. So when you get into the HF, which is high frequency, you're talking about bouncing signals off the ionosphere. And when you get into your like UHF and VHF, you're talking about kind of like radio to radio. But also there's another caveat for uh, ham radio. You have what's called repeaters. A repeater is just merely a, a tower, much like a cell phone tower that repeats your signal uh, for a longer distance. It takes your, it receives your signal and they're usually up in the air. So they're uh, allow you to overcome obstacles by being so high up. So you're signal signal high up and then it's signal sending your signal further. So it's repeating it and transferring it further than what you normally would get with just your radio to radio communication. So that's another caveat for ham radio. So you are able to use the repeaters, which in every major city, cities across the country, there are repeaters all over the place. You okay. can even set Oh yeah, yeah. There's books. Uh, if I may, there are books. This here's a a handheld book, a repeater directory. In mm. this repeater directory, there's every state is in this. So all the main repeaters in every state is in this book. So uh, are you saying like as I just kind of travel along, I, I don't know how to identify any, but is it a, like an average? Is something common in the landscape? You could just it's com around. Yeah, it's, it's very common. What what city are you in? I'm in um, Greenbelt, Maryland. Okay, so let's do this. We're gonna go to Maryland. So in Maryland alone, it's so many I can't even count them. Whoa! So you got from Baltimore to charleston there's repeaters all over the place Call now, it. is that important to know especially for us novice am radio operators oh um, absolutely so is absolutely. that significant to know do we need to have that information to kind of know absolutely if you if you if you have a ham radio or looking to get into ham radio yeah it's very significant to know and there's an app that you can download to your phone called repeater book so if you download the repeater book app, it'll, if you're sitting right here, I go into my repeater book app, it's going to tell me the distance of these repeaters. Mm, good information. <laughs> so it's going to say, are you five miles? You're five miles from this repeater. You're 20 miles from this repeater. Mm. And so I can uh, log, log those coordinates into my radio and test distance test. Okay. If I'm, if I can hit this one, I can hit a, a repeater from right here in my office at about seven miles away. Mm -hmm. That's in my office from inside of this building, uh, at my house, seven miles away. So I might test to see if I can hit that repeater. Yeah, I can hit it. And then now, when you say, I'm sorry to interrupt, when you say, because I know this is lingo now, yeah. when you say you can hit a repeater, I can hit it. What what does that do? You, that means communicate, I bounce off of. I can connect to it. Connect. And communicate with anybody else who's connected to it. So if mm -hmm. I'm hitting it, if I'm connecting to it at seven miles, mm 
five to seven miles than someone else who has maybe stronger equipment. They might be another 20 miles from okay. it. So now we got 27 mile communication. Wow. Using, okay. Using the repeater. And okay. it's direct. How it's do direct. you get universal? Like you, you said you could do worldwide communication. How does that bear well, you into need, play? You need with different equipment. There's variables involved. Your okay. antenna, the type of antenna you have, and the amount of power you're pushing to push the antenna is what's going to, it's variables that allow you to uh, connect uh, easily or not connect at all. So a lot of your ham radios come with a, a, what we call a rubber ducky antenna. So you got a little, little basic antenna that come with it. And I could still connect to a repeater at about five miles, but if I want a longer range, I might want to get a better antenna for this. And so what you just held up, if you can let everybody see, and you're saying that antenna there is the rubber ducky. This is the rubber ducky that comes with this that particular comes with radio. It. Okay, okay. Um, so most radios is going to come with its own little rubber ducky. Uh, here's okay. another one. It's got a different one. Um, so, and then if you hold, give me one moment, I'll grab my uh, tactical antenna that gives me, that's a little longer. So here's an antenna that folds up. So you can open this thing up. And then, so now I got a more powerful antenna. Wow. You see, and it just folds up. I think it costs about around 20 bucks for this antenna. So the equipment you're using also plays a role in your ability to, to connect to a repeater or not connect to a repeater or radio to radio is going to enhance your uh, capability along with buildings that's being in the way. So the repeater helps you avoid the buildings. Okay. So, uh, now, when you want to get into worldwide communication, you're going to need different equipment. These are not going to allow you to do worldwide unless the repeater you're connecting to has cap certain capabilities. Some repeaters are linked to other repeaters that are way somewhere else, maybe a hundred hundred miles from that repeater mm. or it may be linked to an uh, app there's an uh, app called echo link however the downside to something like echo link is if the internet is not working you, you may not be able to use that technology so really mm. uh, it's about knowledge of the terrain and what i mean in terrain in this context is equipment knowledge of your equipment and understanding the capabilities thereof but when you get into your higher frequencies, you're going to need different equipment, which this here is, uh, this uh, gets on uh, all bands. So I can get on UHF, VHF, and HF. So this is a higher frequency radio. I can communicate across the world with this radio. And this, it comes with a big, a big power supply. It come and then, uh, okay. It comes with a big power supply and also I had to get a different antenna. I got a very big antenna for this one, but it folds up. And this is the ICOM 7100. An antenna that goes with this is called a buddy pole that I bought, I purchased. There are different antennas, <clears throat> but I, but you got to get an antenna that allows you on those bands. So you got to know your equipment, know that this antenna allows me UHF, VHF, and HF. So therefore I can use it with this radio. Okay. That, okay. This radio costs about $900. So we're going to start here. We're going to start here 
but we want to be here. Mm, okay. I have a very practical scenario to ask you about. And um, again, just, just I'm, I'm noticing that um, I just got an extension from Zoom. So, yeah, I saw that. but I want to kind of, I guess we're going to have to kind of speak for it. Um, and I do want to at some point open up because these, this is kind of technical. So if anyone has any questions, as a matter of fact, if you want to go ahead and start writing questions now, I can I can try to read them off um, as I come to them. Um, we can do that, and at a at a point, I'll just open the mics up and you can ask questions directly. But very quickly, a very practical scenario is okay. my son lives um, probably about 30, 35 miles from me, and his family they're getting. Um, ham radios as well. So if I have this that I think you said that start up ham and I and I do or will have it soon. How what do we need to go about in order to kind of effectively communicate with each other in a situation in an emergency or disaster situation? Well, uh, okay, good question. Excellent question. What you want to do First, you want to not have knowledge of your terrain. This is a part of guerrilla warfare. That's one of the principles of guerrilla warfare is knowledge of the terrain. And again, okay. in, in this context, this terrain includes knowing where your repeaters are. If you're that far, unless you had an antenna on your house that went way up high, right? Which you probably don't. Do not. So you, if you just, you're working with your, so you just got your rubber ducky, you got your basic radio, so now you, you your mindset needs to be about repeaters, finding out where the repeaters are. Okay. And and a directional repeater. So when you when you download the app to your phone, it's going to tell you if this repeater is southwest, south, or north of you. So knowing his terrain, where he is, he's he's south of you, right? So he's going to look for the repeater north of him, and you're looking for the repeater south of you. Mm-hmm. Right. And they usually have call signs. The repeaters have call signs. So you might say, well, W0BF, whatever. If that's the call sign, that's the repeater. You're going to develop a, a, a communications plan that says if something happens, these are the repeaters that we're going to communicate on. And uh, we, we uh, Sister Coran is familiar. We talked about what's called a calling clock, a calling clock. Uh, it's like uh, the 333 method and the calling clock. What that means is starting from the 12 o'clock hour, every three uh, min or every three hours, you're going to turn your radio on for three minutes on channel three. Now, channel three might be that repeater. So every three hours, I'm turning my radio on for three minutes on channel three, the 333. So 12 o'clock. Three o'clock, six o'clock, nine o'clock, twelve o'clock again. So around the clock, that's your calling clock. So if disaster strikes, your son knows what your channel three is. This your plan A. Your plan B might be a different repeater. Your plan C might be another repeater. Plan D another repeater. But at least he knows that every in this conserving battery, you've conserving the battery life. So he knows that. At three o'clock, I can reach mama. I'm gonna turn this on for three minutes. I'm gonna call out 
to your uh, whatever your your uh, tag or call sign is. I'm calling out. If anybody else is on the air, he's letting them know that you, he's trying to reach you. That the prep, if they're on and he's not on at any time to pass that traffic on to you, that he's okay. Okay. And where and where his location is, if he had to, he might have to move around or something like that. So, uh, utilizing creating an emergency, a family emergency communication plan is essential, even in in the regards to the repeaters. So okay. you, you know, I definitely want to go more in depth than that because I know I do have someone in the room, and her family is in her family is in Arizona, Arizona. Um, and I would wonder, you know, what the setups would be. And, and, and you know, I have to say, it looks like we're going to have to do a part two. But <laughs> I'm going to move along on some of the technical. Okay. Um, and just okay. wanted to ask you very quickly about licensing. Okay. Um, do know that there are three licenses um, that are needed. I think the technician license is the first. But if you could kind of expound on that. Yes, absolutely. So the technician class license is your first license that you want to get. Now, some of you who are really gun-ho, you might you can jump straight to general or straight to extra. You can't you can only transmit if you have a license unless you're transmitting an emergency per FCC rules. Let me get, let me, let me get that in again. Could you repeat that? You can only transmit if you have a license. Correct. Or or if you're actually transmitting a real emergency, you're in a situation and you need to get some help. Okay, so in layman's talk, in my understanding, my understanding was you cannot operate a ham radio without a license. You can listen without a license. You can, so you can, you can buy it, listen on it, put in the frequencies, listen all day long, but you can't transmit without the license mm -hmm. unless mm -hmm. you're okay. transmitting in a, a real emergency. Okay, got it, got it. Right, and okay. so the first level license is the technician class license, which uh, this book particular is I, my, one of my, my favorite books because Gordon West is the author. So you can look it up, Gordon West Technician Class book. Excellent, excellent book, because he not only gives you the answers to the questions, the, he gives you the answers to the all the real questions that's on the test. But he gives you commentary as to why it is the right answer. Okay, so this is the Technician Class book. And then I have here also which is I'm working on my general class. Now, in order to do the worldwide communication, you got to have a general class. So I'm working on this now. I have this already, but I'm working on this. I've been procrastinating a little bit because I got my hand in a lot of other stuff, but this is what I'm working on right now is my general class. And I'm going to have to go ahead and get it just because the demand is getting greater and greater uh, for it. But I, you know, if you're in a present, here's another thing. If you're in the presence of a, a, a operator who has a license and you're there, they can allow you to transmit while while they're present. You have to, yeah, you have to use their call sign while you're transmitting because they're responsible for if you do you say something crazy or whatever. Mm. So I mean, who would know? I mean, I know ham radios are regulated, though. Are they federally regulated under? Yeah, it's 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 regulated by the uh, Federal Communications Commission FCC. or the FCC. Mm -hmm. However, they're not listening to everybody's conversation all day, every day. 
it's more the ham other ham operators who respect the craft who right. who looks at this as a hobby it's really it's a disaster tool disguised as a hobby right so so what happens is you get on the air unless you're using a fake call sign unless you're both using fake call signs to test out something they're gonna say so if i go on the air and i my, my call sign is k0 wfm that's kilo zero whiskey foxtrot mic so if i get on the air and say this is kilo zero whiskey foxtrot mic uh monitoring mobile monitoring on my mobile device then somebody else is going to come on and say oh this is uh uh ke0xexx how you doing k0wfm hey i'm having a great time man i'm just on the air trying to uh see if somebody's out there on the airwave to talk to tonight so that's how they're gonna communicate with you they're not gonna communicate with you with suspicion or anything they're just right. gonna they're gonna want to engage you yeah you know, just because they they love the craft right right but ethically so you should get your your license oh yeah yeah and there's audio books as well i have the general class audio book that's a great companion to the book the study book and then i have the technician class audio book so you have both so we have technician, general, and then the next, the third is? Extra. It's called an extra class. Extra. Okay. And what, what's the difference in, why, do, what, why is my goal to get to extra, if that's a goal? Extra just allows you everything, any and everything that ain't, that you are not allowed on those other two. Okay. Uh, so, so let's recap. The let's recap the technician allows you limited you got, you got certain uhf vhf bands that you can get on with your technician class and then with your general class you got uhf vhf and hf mm -hmm. right now there are a few hf bands that you can get on on uh the technician class but then when you get to the general it's like everything you're still limited on both a little bit but you still got enough to do what we trying to do you know with survival and stuff you still there's enough in there but when you get into extra everything is available to you wow quick 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 question and i'm going to open up the lines um so it's my understanding that you know ham radio ham radio has been around for a while I'm let me just share this because i came across it let me see if i can if I can share this, and I don't think that I can. One second. I had it. I had it up once, but it's not coming up. Okay, I wanted to share something. I can't find it on here now. <laughs> okay. One second. One second. Okay. Um, at any rate, I can't share it now. You can't do it. It's okay. It should have been up. But at any rate, I know that it has been around for a long time. I was going to show a clip, and I probably would do so in the edited version of this. It was a clip of Herman the Monster. That's like a, for, for you uh -huh. younger ones. Uh -huh. In the day that. 1964, and Herman is on ham radio. So it's been around for some time, but that being the case, I guess, communication, not I guess. I know communication has evolved, um, but there was some talk of banning ham radio. It's it's not, um, I know California has some strict laws against that. What is that all about? 
Um, I would say if they want to, I don't think they'll be able to do it only because, you know, frequency is frequency. Even if, even if they shut the repeaters down, that still doesn't take away from our ability to communicate radio to radio. It's just all people would do was get more innovative with setting up antennas at their house and hiding it, hiding the antennas. You know what I mean? Do like you know I have behind that theory. Like why? Why would they want to? Ban? You know, anytime something is good, it's gonna help people survive. You know, as the Christians say, devil, the devil uh, don't want us to uh, to survive. So mm-hmm. any anything to control you and help keep you controlled, because one of the things when you when uh, when people are at war or when countries at war, one of the first things they do is knock out the communications. Absolutely. So some when someone wants to subdue you, they going they want to take all forms of your communi- ability to communicate. Okay. I am going to thank you for that. I'm going to um, try to open up. Or, or no, I mean, you have the ability. If anyone has any questions, un- please just um, unmute. You can unmute your mic now. And um, you can also send a chat if you have any questions. I know this is very technical. We, we're getting these hands. And if you have any questions, if not, okay, <laughs> I don't see any open mics. And I'm giving you two okay. more seconds. They bashful. They being, They're being shy. They're being shy. No, the only the only wrong question is the one you don't ask, y'all. Correct. Uh, come on, <laughs> come on with it. No questions. Okay. Hey, so how, you doing? how you doing, brother? Brother Jack. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Uh, can you all hear me? Yes. Yes. Yes, yes sir. Okay, uh, I'm on the move right now. Um, I do have a couple questions, but uh, I'll have to um, do that in a couple minutes when I get home. Okay. Okay. Oh. So okay. I apologize. Well, I'm gonna get some information on how to contact um, uh, Brother Paul Muhammad, and you can definitely contact myself or my partner at readyornotprepares at gmail.com. Um, be sure to visit our website, www.readyornotprepares. Um, yeah. Assalamualaikum. Uh, this is Sister Barbara from Baltimore. I have a question um, in reference to the class that we're gonna be taking, Baltimore. the five-week class. Is that the licensed class that we're gonna be taking? Um, well, this is a class to help prepare you for that to give you uh education on how to use the radio a little more in depth on the repeaters we'll show you how to uh, connect to the repeater we'll demonstrate how to connect to the repeater uh, and also go over some of the test questions together to help get you prepared for the for the test to get your license and so then, how much does the license cost well uh the license itself the test is $15 and you will take that locally in your local city. You would just look up uh, when, and I think if you go to A-double-R-L, A-double-R-L, the Amateur Radio Relay League, Amateur Radio Relay League, there is remote testing being done because of COVID. If you go there, you can look into if there's any remote testing done in your area. 
uh, for that. The test itself is $15. And there's 35 questions on the test. There's only 35 questions on the test. The, 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 the distinction is they take the 35 out of a pool of approximately 380 or some three, 400. This is say 400, somewhere around there. But it's not the most difficult questions that they take out of that pool. But it's only 35 on it. And even if you failed it, you can take it again the same day if you had another $15 in your pocket. Because that's what happened to me. I took it. I failed it. I missed it by a few questions. And I was like, I don't want to leave here without it. And they got, and he, I don't want to leave here without my license. I was feeling kind of bad. And so the guy was like, you want to take it again? I was like, yeah. And he was like, you got another $15? Gave it to him. Passed it. Only missed four. Awesome. So how many are you allowed to miss? Uh, I have to get the actual facts on it. I don't want to misquote it, but uh, no, I don't want to misquote it. But I only missed four. Put it like this: I only missed four that time, and I got my license. And you, okay. get, and you get a call sign, and you'll see your name show up in the FCC database, uh, and your along with your call sign. If you don't like your call sign, you can get what's called a vanity call sign. I think my first call sign was K E K zero E X X. I wanted something that flowed more off my tongue when I said it. So when I'm talking, I was like, so I got it changed to K zero WFM. So I could say that pretty fast. K zero WFM on your mobile, <laughs> you know, and then phonetically it's kilo with kilo zero whiskey foxtrot Mike. You know, so I wanted something that I could flow with, you know, because saying kilos, what it was it, K zero EXX, it was like, oh, I don't want to say all that. Let me just share with everyone that for the class that starts on January the 9th, um, it will come with that technician book. Um, you will get a PDF version of that book as well as um, yeah, yeah. Uh, my quizzes that's going to come with the class as well. Yes, absolutely. A quick question so, on the license. What I what I will actually do, Brother Paul, if you could give me that um, website to go to, I'll pull up a list of classes in different cities and send that out as well. Okay, I'll put it in the chat box. Yes, sir. A quick question, just about the licensing. Do you have to renew them? How often do you have to renew those licenses? Uh, if my memory serves me correct, every ten years, something like that. Okay. Okay. So you get, you get some good time on that. Okay. Okay. And I guess my last question, um, just in general, is how do you think or what do you think is the significance of having ham radio um, in, in disasters, like in preparedness? Well, it's an inexpensive tool that has a long battery, a nice amount of battery life on it. And it's it only costs around twenty five to thirty some bucks just for a basic one, and it does, but it does a lot more. It's worth a lot more than what it costs, you right. know. So I right. think that the significance of it is it gives you that capability to stay in communication with your family, your loved ones, and even help someone that may you may not know in a disaster. I was at the air. I was working at the airport in Atlanta as an engineer and it was a blackout one time. And when I left, I got on my radio and it was a guy that was stranded looking for help. He was stuck because there were blackouts everywhere. But just him being able to be on the air on this ham radio to let someone know because there was no other way to commun him to communicate. Mm -hmm. And if, if you Google 
Ham Radio, when Ham Radio comes to the rescue, Ham Radio and Katrina, Ham Radio has come to the rescue in every major disaster in the country. Mm-hmm. Message. Here's a message too. Do not think, as, as we did not even speculate or conceive of a pandemic on the scale of what we're experiencing now, do That's not right. think that the grids won't go down. When you just said the word blackout, blackouts have occurred in probably the last, what, within this year. And California has suffered blackouts. New York has suffered blackouts. And it's not for, it hasn't been for an extended amount of time, but they do exist. And we do know that disasters are happening now at a more uh, increased frequency. So don't, you know, nod your head at the possibility and think it's some far away kind of, you know, preppers kind of thing. Here's it's, another. It's very real. Uh, if you if you allow me to add on to that, what you just said, you know, in disaster preparedness, it was always said that you should always not expect any help for seventy two hours, right? Correct. So you should prepare at least. Well, well, with Puerto Rico, what happened with Puerto Rico has taught us that it's a lot longer than that. Correct. Because uh, they're still recovering. This is real okay. life, exactly. And they still some of them without power or whatever. So you you need to prepare as if the power ain't even coming back on. Right. You know, so and you have need, a ham radio. Yeah, and backup, backup battery, solar panels, you know. So if it nothing comes back on the grid, you gotta power these things back up, thinking 12 volts. Uh if you're gonna get solar panels, thinking getting 12 volt items, 12 volt crock pot, 12 volt refrigerator, 12 volt uh, oven, 12 right. volt lights, 12 volt everything, Correct. you know, and, uh, you know, and, and research some of that. We're going to, when we do the uh, ham radio training, we're going to get in some of, to some of that too, uh, how to uh, set up the battery, a battery backup system with a solar panel and what that looks like and all of that. Okay. So again, I want to thank you um, for taking the time out to give us this valuable information. Um, as uh, a partner just stated, you do have a class, of course, coming up in January. Yes. Um, is there any contact information that you can provide us? Do you have social media? Where can yes. anyone reach you to get more information on the class, etc.? I'm going to put my uh, email in the um, chat box. I'm going to put my phone number as well. Uh, if you have any questions about the class, though, I would direct you to Sister Michelle or Sister Karen in that regard because they are organizing it. Uh, so if you got questions regarding the uh, registration or anything like that, I would prefer you give those questions to uh, Sister Michelle and Sister Karen. And, and let me say, while you're doing that, again, um, be sure to stop by readyandnotprepares.com. We have a distribution deal with um, uh, radio ham radio um, suppliers. And <laughs> just let us know when you want them. And, and I think I see my partner over there holding up hers because a shipment came in. Uh, we're getting ready um, this week to put out another order. So that will be um, taking place again this week. Um, I wanted to ask you very quickly. So we have the Biofink, the, 
the UV 5R thing. Is that just kind of standard? Because I've noticed America is <laughs> not making a lot of um, ham radios. It's coming from China. Most, yeah. Most of them are chi Chinese radios. Uh, I don't know if Motorola, uh, I mean, um, let's see, Motorola. Yeah, most of them are Chinese uh, radios. Um, but but the Bao, the Baofeng has, has man, it stood the test of time. So it's one of the most uh, reliable ones on a basic debate when you deal with basic radios. And then uh, I have another one. That is one of my personal favorites. I'm going to show you. It's called a Wushan. It's spelled W-O-U-X-U-N. It's called a Wushan. This was actually my first radio, but these these run about 80, 80 to 100 bucks. Okay. And here's a uh, something you need to know about okay. this radio. It is uh, the KGUV8D. I'll put it in a, a chat box. This radio can be used as a repeater as a repeater oh so, wow interesting interesting i'm just gonna while you're doing that again um looks like he's given us um information on arrl and from my understanding arrl is an association of ham radio uh amateur radio operators it's like a, a network of sorts um and a good question. I, I, did, I did have a question. Is Do you recommend that we join that once we become operators? Yeah, you can you can join it before you. I don't think you have to be an operator to join it, but you can join it at any time because there's a lot of great information that they provide. A, uh, a lot of great. And, and you get discounts as a member. Yeah, as a member of ARRL, you get discount. I was a member at one point. I just hadn't renewed it. I need to renew my membership. But you do get discounts on equipment and books and stuff like that as a Excellent. member. And you've provided us um, your email. That's navigationofpeace at gmail.com with the phone number 678-522-0053. The other information is the Wukan KGUV8D. We actually at Ready or Not Prepares are providing or offering uh, the Biofing UV5Rs. So, be sure to stop by the website. Right, and, exactly. uh, you know, you gave us information. Karan and I will get on to a distributor quick. We'll be selling antennas, won't we? Uh, antennas and, you know, anything else you say in terms of uh, supplemental accessories and what have right. you. Um, and very quickly before I close out, I was just giving, uh, while we were waiting for you to come in, I was giving alternative communication, a ways to communicate in off-grid situations social media being one, apps. There are apps galore out now that, and of course this is if you're on grid. Um, you have the, you have your apps, your cell phone. You just have to be conservative with how you use your cell phone. You have to make sure you have it charged. You can use solar charges, etc. There, There are a lot of things that are now in place for disasters that are coming up. Um, one other thing, back to like the Herman Monster days is a landline. Just the old fashioned uh, telephone in the house connected to, <laughs> you know, whomever. If you have a landline, I don't know realistically if somebody else that you're trying to communicate with will have a landline. So you would have to really kind of strategize on that. But again, these are just other ways to communicate or alternative ways. And of course your radios, that CB, 
that ham radio, that walkie-talkie was would always be helpful. Um, some people get information from police scanners, and uh, also there's um, I don't know if you know about it, but there's what um, it's, it's a satellite phones. I hear they're big in Africa and other countries. So if mm. any if the grid goes down, you can just ping off the satellite. Um, so I definitely want to look into those at some point to see how we can get our hands on those. Um, in addition to the ham radios. Yeah, when you're when you're structuring your plan A, B, C, and D, your mm -hmm. plan A, your plan A might be the cell phone. Then your Correct. plan B may be a CB or a satellite phone. So you just gotta structure it and then make sure everybody in your network and it has a copy of your uh, plan. Right, right. Excellent. So that they, they know. So even if you got somebody outside of your region who may be your uh, hub, may be a part of your communications hub, but the crisis is going on in your region. So they got a copy of your plan. So they they might want to come and try to rescue you. So they know that these are the ways you're going to be communicating at these times. And then they can effectively have a strategy to reach you. Thank you for these pearls. Um, excellent information, valuable information. Um, again, be sure to stop by the website. And again, uh, Brother Paul has left us information to kind of, you know, send him questions, send questions his way if need be, and get in touch with um, myself. You can get in touch with Karan as well through um, our email. Sorry, I'm trying to remember the email through our email, and that email is readyornotprepares at gmail.com. Thank you for spending your evening with us. I hope this is valuable information. And again, thank you. Look forward to a part two, because I know it gets more technical, especially after you give that class. Thank you very much, everyone. Peace. Yes, ma'am. And remember, we're not here to scare you. We're here to prepare you. Good night. Yes, If you would, be sure to like, share, and subscribe to Ready or Not Prepares. If you like our show and want to know more, be sure to visit our website at www.readyornotprepares.com or any of our social media platforms. We're at Ready or Not Prepares on IG, Ready or Not Prep on Facebook, and you can subscribe to the YouTube channel Ready or Not Prepares on Air. Peace.